Podcraft. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the uh, Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast. Once again, I'm Puff. I'm your host uh, for consume, Consuming the Craft. Uh, we've got, uh, again, Mr. John Lida here talking to me today about a, uh, a very, very important topic. Light beer. Curse light. And this is, a topic, you, no, this is a topic you brought up. Only we will not be drinking Curse light. No, we're going to drink... Which is my favorite. Well, it, it, and it's a great beer, let's be honest. Uh, the consistency, the quality, the high like the high level of that beer is, is, is pretty amazing. Um, Low-calorie beers, low-alcohol beers uh, are something that gets a bad rap. And I've got a mystery beer for you. All right, I'm going to open it because you put, you put brown paper over this beer, so I could not figure out what it was. Yeah, it's just it's, like if you buy it from a convenience store. And it's a right? No, well, it's a giant can. It's not from the convenience store. It's not crawler size. It's not like 32 ounces, but there's some heft to this can. So, hold on just a second. Don't peek. No peeking. I'm not, I'm not peeking. Yeah, I mean, you did a good job wrapping this thing up. So, I'm going to pour myself a little sample of this. Beauty. Some some of you are already salivating hearing that. But that I, being said, here you go. T- take that brown paper wrapped can. Which is kind of BS because... Skull. Well, you know, I tried to trick you a couple times, blah, blah, blah. And you tried to trick me a couple times. What it it boils down to is uh, this is a golden, golden elixir. Beautiful foam. Foam. Foom. Foom. Isn't that what yeah. your instructor no, used to say? Yeah. Dr. Charlie Bamforth. Uh, Foom. Yeah, he, he is... Uh, if you've not seen Dr. Bamforth speak... Uh, you're you're missing out on some amazing uh, amazing intellect. He was a in a he is an amazing uh, lecture. Uh, this beer itself, uh, I would say, is is in that golden color. It's got a little bit of sparkle to it. Certainly, some beautiful foam on the top of it or foam. Uh, we've got a beer. Plenty, plenty of carbonation. Yeah, no, no, it's it's sparkly. It's an American light lager. It is an American light lager. All right. So now that I've had it, you were going to ask me some questions. I am going to ask you some questions. And, and you know so, you know that I'm going to get angry. And that's why you're asking me questions. So there's a large brewery that claims that they came up with this. Came up with what? The light lager. What say you? <laughs> no no An I, Amer- a large american brewer did not come up with the light lager if i had a bs flag i'd throw it right now and it would be i think it's there. called i think it's called the broom bullshit broom <laughs> if it's the bullshit broom i'm throwing the bullshit broom throwing the bullshit flag out here's what happened there was a gentleman that was a biochemist that was brilliant detail no seriously and i i think you know some of this but like there is a there is a brilliant biochemist named Joseph Atawades, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he came up with the original beer that was it was basically the American style lager, less alcohol, less non fermentable carbohydrates, which contribute. So where the calories come from in beer is the amount of alcohol, 
mm-hmm. in the amount of residual sugar that's left over from the fermentation process. So distillates, they D- have they have calories. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like vodka. Has, yeah, no, vodka has calories. What? Yeah, right. So ethanol has calories. There's there's no way around it. So if we start looking at beer and we want to reduce the calories, we can limit the amount of alcohol mm-hmm. and resi- and like residual sugars that are left over or carbohydrates, as people like to tout. And so if we can reduce the carbohydrate level, we can reduce the alcohol level. We can make a lower calorie product. Now, Joseph Hadawades marketed as this diet beer by Rheingold back in like the early, six, late 60s, something right around there. They were out of... New York. They were New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they were Midwest. No. Here, here's where the story gets interesting. Okay. And so diet beer was not any, anything anybody wanted to drink. And so diet Rheingold or anything along those lines was something that people did not want to drink. It was, there was a stigma behind it, Gablinger's diet and Rheingold diet. I mean, he had some other names, but, and he tried it, he tried it. And and, and chemically speaking, it's an amazing thing. He added some extra enzymes to the mash. He broke down residual sugars and made it more fermentable. It's a tough beer to make. No, it is. And it's a tough style to be consistent with. I'm not trying to take anything away from the beer. What I am trying to say is, a uh, bullshit. A <laughs> uh, bullshit <Yeah>. what? <laughs> so, so then that recipe in the, in the process got sold off to a company called Meisterbrow out of Chicago. You know, there used to be a video game called Meisterbrow. Where you would fill up the mug and you'd take it to the... No, 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 no. No? No, you actually built breweries. You really? built breweries and all this stuff. It, it was... Yeah, it was... I'll have to show you. One day. No, we'll have to look on the interwebs and try to find that. Yeah. That, <laughs> it was that, a lot of fun. That'll ruin an afternoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Meisterbrow, uh, not to date myself, but it's but. something I had in college. God, you're old. <laughs> Did that come through? That wasn't supposed no, to come I, through. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll clean that up in post-production. Um, so... That beer in particular, Meisterbrau and Meisterbrau Light, L-I-T-E, mm-hmm. was a beer that was brewed L-I-T-E, Meisterbrau Light, in Chicago. Trademarked. For a long time. I don't know if it was trademarked. I, 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 I think, think it was. Was it really? Yeah. Unbelievable. And so they brewed this beer as an alternative to you know regular beer that was out there if people are trying to watch their figure or reduce calorie intake or, you know... Watch it's, that figure. You know what's really messed up is people live over a hundred years, and they had no idea about nutrition. They had no idea about calorie intake. They, they got exercise. Well, they did, but well, no, that's kind of true. Yeah, they really did. That's why this light beer didn't take hold because back in those days they had a lot of exercise. No, and that's true. They needed the calories to yeah. you know do the jobs they were doing. That's and why so, you like the fat babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that baby. Oh, it's so fat. Um, <laughs> that being said, you know, Joseph Adewade sold this recipe off to Meisterbau. And Meisterbau was like, ah, we can make this work. They ended up selling it off to a little company called Miller. A little company? 
At the time it was. Do tell. Yeah, Miller. And so Miller Lite hired a bunch of athletes, did all sorts of crazy things I with think, their marketing. I think you want to talk about the marketing team. Well, you know what? They should be heralded as the most amazing people in the history of beer because they made it. It's funny because we have Light Beer from Germany, which is a light beer, Patter's Beer from Belgium. Oh, that's awesome stuff. Which is like a a, a Belgian sing, uh, Belgian single. Mm-hmm. You know, they're light beer. It's this is not a new concept. And you know, he he developed this process in the addition of enzymes to help break down some things, but this has been around for a while. It's it's not well, I guess it's foreign <laughs> when you're talking about light beer, but um spell that L-E-I-C-H-T-B-I-E-R. Thank you. Nailed it. Oh, my God. I'm such a terrible speller. I should have Googled that. I think I got it right, though. No, you did. I did? I think. B-I-E-R. Yes. Bia. So, liked Bia. Like? Liked Bia? No, I'm sorry for anybody that is from Germany listening to my terrible accent. But that being said, he developed this beer, and they... Uh, and then he sold it off to Meisterbau, and Meisterbau did it for a while, and then Miller bought it. And Miller was owned at the time by Philip Morris, and they are this giant marketing conglomerate, and they hired a bunch of pro football athletes, and they had all, this huge marketing campaign, and this is taste great, less filling at the time. That's where that comes from. So when I see that Miller commercial, which I know you're talking about, <laughs> When they said, we invented light beer. No, you invented how to market light beer. Exactly. You didn't didn't invent light beer. Exactly. You invented how to market light beer. You invented how to make money off of light beer. Yeah. And that's what they did. But when they say they invented light beer, it, oh, you, you, I know you brought this up just, just just to piss me off. You know, you know why? Yeah, I do know why. (laughs) Because you're from Davis. I'm from Siebel. You see Davis. Yeah, it's true. The sharks it's and true. Jets. No, no, no. And we and we've you know, here at the CBI we're we're trying to incorporate all that stuff. And it's it's funny that you say that because it is it, it, you know what? For those of you that listened to the podcast before, I did uh all three of you. Really three? You think three people isn't it? Well, it's you, me. Oh, and my mom. Yes. Because she'll totally listen your to Your mom. No, no, my mom. No, your mom. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I did drop the uh, New England IPA bomb on you. But You did. I did. And I this, did. Is, yeah. this is, uh, yeah. And for those of you that retribution. have. No, and for those of you that haven't listened to his rant about New England style IPAs, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. But I have a really big problem with people advertising, Joseph Adewades was a brilliant biochemist, and he needs to be heralded as as someone that discovered a way to reduce the caloric intake. And, be, and the reason it was vented, do you know? No, I don't. Diabetics, really? If you reduce the amount of residual sugar in beer, reduce the alcohol, it's not such a a, a spike for people that are diabetic. I did not and know So that's that. why, one of the reasons why that beer was kind of put to the forefront is for people that had a problem with uh, residual sugars. Not to say, and the funny thing about it is, it's they call it light beer. 
But let's be honest. It's not that light. <laughs> it's re- <laughs> they all weigh about the same. Yeah. And the fact is, if you show me a diet plan or one of these fads or whatever where light beer is on it, you're, you, you shouldn't follow it. You're well, an idiot. You know, the funny thing is, you talk about uh, light beer's alcohol content, right? Yeah, you, if, you lower if, it. If, if you're one of those people that are shooting for alcoholic content and shooting for that final alcoholic content in your system, let's put it that way, right? <laughs> so, so you have a problem. You have a problem. Okay, you need okay. to go to meetings. So you're taking that light beer and you're drinking all that light beer to get to that alcoholic content in your in your system. Yeah, you're drinking two to you're one. Drinking, you're drinking a whole lot more. Yeah. If you're drinking so for a feeling, you're drinking more calories. So it's kind of a lie. No, agreed. It's kind of a lie. No, I, I would totally wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And, and, and light beer tends to be less satiating. And so that to scratch that beery itch. Yeah, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Like you have that feeling that you want a beer and you want to enjoy it responsibly and you drink a light beer and it just it doesn't get to the itch. It doesn't satisfy the need of a beer. Like, oh, Curse Light totally satisfies my itch. Yeah, but you've been in this industry for so long. You have a beer and you're good. Yeah. No, but that's, it is. After a while, you can appreciate, like, stylistically that beer. And I appreciate light beer. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. What I'm trying to take away is Joseph Adewades was the man. He was. I mean, a brilliant, he was, he a was, brilliant biochemist. And he he should be put on a pedestal. No, and I, I would agree because where this, the best-selling beers in the world are usually below 5%. Yep. They have a very low carbohydrate content. Yep. And they really stem from this movement to reduce the alcohol content and the, and the carbohydrate content. The and, best-selling beer in the world, do you know what that is? Do I want to say Corona light? <laughs> it's, you, you can say that if you want. And uh, I don't know if listeners know, but uh, Corona is my least favorite beer on the planet. Yeah. Um, What's the best? The, the best selling beer on the planet. And I've not tried it. And it's Snow. S-N-O-W from China. Get out. Snow. It's a, like a 4% carbonated water, I guess, is the best way that people have described it. It's it's a it's a really watered down version of like a light beer, four wow. percent, um, wow. highly carbonated. High, you can buy it in China for a dollar a liter or something like that. A dollar a liter. Yeah, and it's it's one of those beers. Like if you look at this, this is America. We don't talk liters. <laughs> no, 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 fair enough. Um, a crowler of uh, there you go, thirty two ounces. Um, that being said, it, it's one of those things where. You know, you reduce the alcohol content, you reduce the residual sugars that are left over, it reduces the body. And don't get me wrong, there is a time and place for everything. And I've, my favorite beer of all time is free beer. Always. No, I'm not going to turn it down. And the only beer better than that is beer you win. Like in a bet or a gamble. And I'm not a gamble. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Like the... Uh... <laughs> We, do we want to bring the wine in here? So, 
we, you and I played in a dart league. Yeah. And we... And I drink Curse Light because I can drink five Curse Lights and still be under the legal limit. Well, and, and that's true because of the alcohol content, residual sugars, you know, there's... there's uh, And it's consistent. Yes. You can predict your drinking patterns in a in a, a four hour five hour league night yeah uh by by consuming that much but that but let's, let's let's get <laughs> let's get to the <laughs> to the big question here uh so why do you have to drink some nasty so, so, wine so it's not nasty it's subject to the individual nasty now that being said i'm not a fan of the style of nasty. wine that i have to uh have what to style invite. would that be um, the one that you bought me. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> so I, I tend, I prefer and tend to prefer, uh, wines that are a little drier, mm-hmm. not necessarily as sweet. Uh, I do enjoy port and, and, and some of those other things. Um, but as far as wines go, I, I like things that are a little drier. You don't like the muscadine wine. What? Uh, no, <laughs> that's not the case. I, I've had some muscadine wines that aren't um, hmm. uh, carbureted cleaner, for lack of a better term. I've had some muscadine wines that, you know, they, they dry out and they, they, there are, there's, there's some merit to them. The one in particular, and they, there's no need to mention brands or that but uh, the one that you have purchased we've we've uh given to the students for uh, the for the students no for the students they, they need to try you know things on all sorts of the spectrum to understand flavors and be able to understand sensory analysis and and, and that one in particular is is on the sweeter side of things which is not necessarily something that yeah. i'm trying to be super politically correct about this but i, I'm really I know not you're looking. not you're not naming brands really you're not, not naming brands just just like the uh the alternative if i had lost oh no that was important if i had lost no, I would have. I would have. I would have to have taken a flavored vodka, if you want to call it vodka. Mm. And no, uh, it was not a good option. And that was funny because I had somebody come into my office today and, and talk to me about flavored vodkas, and I said, "You know, why don't you make them yourself? Why don't you infuse the flavor that you're looking for yourself? Because I I think that that is a better option." specifically at home so she was a fan of spicy food and really likes jalapenos and i said make a jalapeno vodka she's like i can do that and i go yes you can do that that's how they do it yeah so i was like go go across go get a jalapeno go to a grocery store Mm -hmm. grab a jalapeno chop it up the heats in the seeds and then the uh, the veins on the inside of the jalapeno. So if you want a little less of the heat, she's like, no, 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 I like heat. I was like, chop it up, throw it in the bottle. Throw all the, throw all the seeds in throw, there. Throw everything in there. And then for the next three or four days, taste it. And then when it's hot enough for you. Filter it out. Yeah, put it through a coffee filter. Pour it into a mason jar. If you want, pour it back in the same bottle after that point. But now you've you've set that heat level. You don't have to worry about it getting hotter. And she was like, I, this, I, I'm going to do this tonight. I have a bottle of vodka. I haven't even opened. And I was like, the reason you haven't opened it is because you want other flavors in it. Yep. You don't necessarily remember all the flavors that you like. And so when you're buying things of this sort. So infusing vodka is that easy, folks. 
you you basically find some flavors that you like, throw it in the vodka, taste it. Once it's at the level that you like, stop infusing it. <laughs> it's not like you're going to, you know, reinvent the wheel here. That's same thing with brewing. Any of that stuff. No, it is. It is. I just it, had that conversation with one of the students here. Yeah. You know, he was asking about how to uh, how to formulate a recipe. I was like, well, go find a beer that you like. You know, we teach deconstructing beers. Go find a beer that you like and then come up with the come up with the flavors you want to do. Well, yeah. And then and then try it out on your own and figure out what works. And so one of my favorite things is like find a beer you like. And then what do you want more of? Yeah. Like, or what do you want less of? Oh, yeah, or less. So I, I really like this beer and this beer. Like if those two beers had a baby, that's the beer I want. I was like, then, you know, then you, make that baby. Siebel's teaches deconstruction. So, so, does does so, UC Davis? Yes, UC Davis teaches the deconstruction. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. We don't call it deconstruction because that's for people at Siebel's. We call it something way cooler that you like, understand. Undoing the... <laughs> We call it deconstrucciones. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, once again, thanks for joining me uh, at the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast, even though it's kind of your job and you don't have a choice. <laughs> me? No, you have a choice. I mean, you could have left a long time ago. But I this is at the end of our day, our work day. We sat down and we wanted to... He, he brought up the light beer thing and I was like, no, we're done talking about it. Let's go on the podcast. Let's talk about light beer. Let's give Joseph uh, his comeuffance. He needs to understand that people, that's where it's come from. He's a brilliant biochemist. Joseph Adewades, he needs to be able to be uh, brought down in the annals of history. He basically has, has developed this beer. Uh, like I said, it was originally for diabetics, and now it's the you know number one best-selling beer in the world. Uh, he needs to be able to be immortalized basically at that point in some sort of uh his name needs to get out there it really does and and when you get the false i'm not taking any way from a company that's saying we invented craft or or light beer uh they they invented a way to market light beer they did not invent the process of light beer i want people to understand that there's a lot of nerdy chemistry that goes in behind it with potentially even the additions of uh, extraneous enzymes it's uh, mash temperature mash times uh, breaking down everything into more simplified sugars so it ferments out cleaner there's less carbohydrates types it's, of grains types of grains are also very important and so you have all these things that add up into the beer and then to do this consistently from batch to batch to batch when you have you know agricultural based products that are coming out of the field into uh, you know, potential beers, there's a, there's certainly a science behind it. And that's some of the nerdy stuff we teach here at the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast. So once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you guys have anything you want to hear or understand, uh, my email address is J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-M, as in Michael, I-R-V-I-N at abtech.edu. Shoot me an email. I'll find an expert. We'll sit down and talk about it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye.